Thanks for tuning in to the Change Church Podcast. We believe change is more than a church. It's a culture. And we are living out our purpose so that others can find theirs. We hope that this message encourages and inspires you. Now, here's Pastor Elijah Hollis. Let's pray as we get started today. If you need special prayer, we just lift up your hands and receive. If you need a healing from God in your body, if you need a healing for your mind, if you need a healing in your spirit, just a reviving fire, would you just lift up your hands and receive this right now? Come on, let's join our spirits together and pray. Lord God, we love you today. We thank you for this time to come together and gather. Lord God, even just as in spirit, as we're virtual today, God, I pray that you would come into every space, every heart. Right now, we release the power of the Spirit of God. And by your Spirit, Lord God, release healing. Healing into every body. Healing into every mind. Healing into every spirit. God, I pray for a refreshing fire to fill all of us. God, I pray for an anointing on everybody's ears and hearts to receive the word today. And not only receive it, but God, walk in it confidently, knowing that you have spoken it, and therefore we walk in it. Lord God, I thank you for today. I pray that this word would ignite something inside of us, change us from the inside out, that we become the change makers you designed us to be. Hey, I thank you for everybody that's watching, and that it is divine appointment. Today, you'd speak directly to their situation, speak directly to their thoughts, speak directly to their questions, speak directly to them, Lord, today. We love you so much, and we thank you for being sovereign. In your name we pray, amen. Amen. Welcome, Change Family. And those of you who maybe tuned in just by scrolling, maybe you just found us through a friend or through an Instagram post or whatever it is, we're happy you're here. We're happy you came and you gathered today. Thank you for taking time to plug in. Hey, we're, we're looking forward to diving into the Word of God. I want to encourage you, if this is your first time here, you've been watching online, to plug in. Fill out our digital connect card and make sure you, you make that connection, that stepping point into community. We believe that it's not just a weekend church that God called us to be, but it's a doing life together. And so be intentional today, would you? Reach out, connect with somebody that we can walk this journey with you to get more like Jesus and become the change maker God has designed us to be. Hey, I'm excited about diving in the word of God. We've been looking these past weeks about the vision that God has called us here to Philadelphia to do. We're in the middle of a building project. Hence, we are online today because the concrete guys are busy at work in the space. They are polishing, they are grinding, they are doing the whole nine yards and making that place look beautiful. In fact, they have these machines. They look like Mercedes Benz, man. They got the the headlights and I'm sure they have like heated grips. I mean, these things are like no joke. And these guys are riding them. I mean, for 12, 16 hours a day. They're nonstop. They're no joke. And so we're thankful for that. And I, I just looking at what they're doing. I mean, they're literally going through layers of epoxy and paint and all the jazz. And I thought to myself, man, Lord, won't you do that to us? And my prayer for you today, the Spirit of God just, just spoke to me as I'm watching them ground. I'm like, God, do that in us. Would you strip away all the layers we've put on, all the thoughts that we've added to your word, all the things that we've added to what it is to be a Christian or be a part of a church, all the hurt and all the things that we try to mask over the original. Let me tell you, these guys are getting down to the beauty that was laid, the foundation that was laid. I believe today that the Spirit of God is going to restore you 
back to the original strength and power that the Lord God put inside of you. The Bible says he knit you together in the womb and in there he created you in his image. He put his power in you from the start. Man, I'm believing that for you today, that as we dive into the word, that it just reveals. It takes off the layers, the epoxy and the paint and all the stuff that's corroded and you see the beauty underneath. I'm praying for you for that today. But I don't want to dive in. We, we're looking at what God is doing in our community, what God is wanting to do in this city, and what God is wanting to do in this region. And we believe that we have a mandate from heaven. Uh, about six years ago now, 2016, God called us as a family to come and start not just the church, but city transformation. And that's through everything that we do. And we're looking at through this city, through God's eyes. We're looking at our neighborhood through God's eyes. And God called us, and he has a purpose and a plan for this place. Let me tell you, he's got a purpose and a plan for your life. Do you believe that today? Can I just encourage you and let you know that God's been thinking about you from the beginning of time? He's obsessed with you, and he's got a plan for your life. He's got a plan for this city. He's got a plan for your family. He's got a plan for your neighbors, your coworkers. He's got a plan for you. So I want to set some context for how we're approaching what God is doing. Uh, we've been talking about the next generation and how we care about our children. We looked at, at speaking life and speaking a prophetic word over the next generation. And how when we train a child, we literally train it according to his or her nature. It's individual. God is an individual God. And so we treat that ministry just the same. Our kids aren't just a blanket ministry. We're individual because we're literally touching the heart of the Father inside of these young ones. Looking at the next generation, our teenagers, middle school and high school, looked at our, our heart for creating an exodus, a freedom trail, where the, the students go from being in bondage to captivity of maybe being isolated or, or maybe being caught up in identity crisis or maybe being caught up in broken homes or broken situation and missing the mark of knowing who they are in God. And we've been looking at how we as a church, we as a community, we are made and created to create an environment of kingdom normality where the kingdom of God is present, prevalent, and moving forward. How many are thankful to be a part of that mission? Come on, can I hear you right now? Come on, make some noise if you're excited to be a part of what God is doing in the next generation. We're shaping the future by shaping the ones who hold it. We're, we're taking time in this. And so we've been looking at these weeks, just how do we best approach this as a church? What God has blessed us with as we, we truly feel like God is taking us into a new season, a promised land season, a harvest season. God spoke over this year. It's a, a year of double, year of double portion. And we've been feeling that in every aspect of it, financially, network, friendships, relationships in the city, all, all the things God is bringing out fruition. Let me tell you, if you own that word, if you just claim it, God is in the business today. I, I was telling somebody, it's almost like when you give to uh, an organization or a cause and a, a company matches the donation, right? And will match it up to this certain point. I feel like, God, there's no limits this year, but God is matching your donation. And not just financially, but your time, talent, and treasure. And I got to ask you, what are you going to give God this year? What are you going to give God in belief and understanding that he is already prepared 
a table in the presence of your enemies. Come on, he has already prepared greater things than you can comprehend, greater things you can even wrap your head around. God wants to pour it out into your life. And so we as a church, we're, we're taking this responsibility. We understand it's not just a blessing to be heard of. It's a blessing to be owned. Come on, somebody. How many want to own the blessing of God in your life? Come on, we, we believe that we're walking to the promised land, but we learn from scripture how to best hold the blessing, how to best obey and step into the blessing. We see an entire generation of Israelites that missed out on the promised land because of disobedience. We see an entire generation have to die off, a generation of fear, where fear gripped the entire society and became something that caused death to have to take place in order for a generation of faith to arise. Come on, I want to be that generation of faith that steps out and stands up and says, God, I'm here to be used by you. And I'm not going to stop at at what everybody else is doing. I'm not going to stop at any. I'm going to go forward in the mission of God with faith moving my every step. So we as a church, we take this serious. We don't take this as just a Sunday morning. Hey, what should we do to, you know, and make a good church service? And we're just going to create a good environment. Yes, all of that is good. And yes, we're going to make guests feel incredible and amazing. We're going to think outside the box to make sure that we're growing and expanding. But the main priority is that we become carriers of the glory. Come on, somebody, to be carriers of revival. Last week, Ashley talked about the cost of revival, and everything costs something. Whether you're going to be a church on fire or you're going to be a complacent church, everything will cost you something. And so we've decided, I've decided, me and my family, we've decided as a church, we're going to be ones that count the cost of revival, and we're going to pay it. Because we feel like God wants to move in such a mighty way, and we want to be a part of it. Come on, how many want to be a part of what God is doing? So today I want to talk about how we're moving forward as a community in our everyday motion, in your actions, and how we take decisions, and how we'll be going forward as a church. I want to entitle today, if you're taking notes, and I encourage you to, because God's a, a God of the individual, so he's going to speak directly to your situation. He's going to speak to your heart. So write this down. Uh, title at the top, We Move on his word. Come on, put that at the top. We move on his word. I want to give you some context for how we're going to move forward as a church, how we're going to make decisions as a body, how we're going to decide what is a good idea and what is a God idea. See, I believe that with resource comes a lot of opportunities, and you're going to see this. Now that we have a home now that we have a space, now that we have an event venue, and it's the story factory, and it's inspiring, and it's amazing. I mean, you walk in and just dreams flow. This place is going to be anointed. It's going to be full of the presence of God. God's going to do radical encounters in this space, let me tell you. But you're going to see, once this happens, there's going to be a lot of opportunities presented to us as a church. There's going to be a lot of opportunities presented to you. There's going to be a lot of things that we're going to have to decide. Is this a good idea or is this a God idea? So somebody help me say it again. Say, we move on his word. We move on his word. I want us to look at Joshua chapter 3, verse 5 through 7. Joshua chapter 3, verse 5 through 7. 
We're looking at the Israelites, and Ashley actually talked about this uh, last week with building an altar and coming back to the altar where we consecrate ourselves and prepare ourselves for revival. It's a cost that you make to say, Lord, I want to be set apart. I don't just want to go with the flow. I want to be in your flow. And so we, we go against the grain. And so, But we're looking here at Joshua, who has taken over for Moses, and now the Lord is setting them apart for what's to come. See, I believe every time that you're in the middle of a season and God is calling you to a level, you need biblical context to walk in, to know your part of the equation. This isn't just God is speaking it so it's just going to happen. We have to understand that as the body of Christ, as Christ's followers, we are listening to his word and we are walking in it because we are partnering with his word. It's a partnership deal. It's a him speaking, it sticking, and we moving it into motion. We're a part of this thing. So Joshua is giving context to the people of Israel, giving context for what they're about to partake in as they cross into a new season. I believe that God is helping us cross into a new level of living as Christ followers, as men and women of the faith, as moms and dads, as siblings, as co-workers, as business entrepreneurs, as students, as those of you who have come to America to make this your home and you're, you're creating a new life for yourself, God is gonna give you biblical context to walk forward in. And check it out, in, in verse five, it says, Joshua told the people, consecrate yourselves for tomorrow the Lord will do amazing things among you. Joshua said to the priests, take up the Ark of the Covenant and pass on ahead of the people. So they took it up and went ahead of them. And the Lord said to Joshua, today I will begin to exalt you in the eyes of all Israel so that you may know that I am with you as I was with Moses. I'm sorry, so they may know that I am with you as I was with Moses. See, this whole context is a command, obey, and the reward. And what God wants to do in this environment, I believe that God is going to call a people deeper and more on a level of consecration so he can bring them into his heart because we move on his word. And the only way to get to his word is to get to his heart. Come on, sometimes you can read the Bible and how many have ever done this where you're just reading and it just feels like a book and you're just reading and it just feels like pages that you're flipping through. But can I tell you, the way to turn and flip on the switch of hearing his word through a new filter, through new lens, is to get to his heart, to get to the place where you are intimate and in a relationship with Jesus. See, I believe right now that God is calling a people to his heart, to know him, to know what he's feeling. And Joshua said, hey, in order to go to the next step, there's some things you gotta get rid of. There's some things you gotta lay down. We did this last week, and if you weren't there, I just encourage you to look back at the sermon, but we, we talked about coming to the altar and laying things down. There are things that you can't carry into this new season. There are some mindsets you can't keep going in. There are some things that will stop your faith from growing. There are some things that are gonna stop the way that you pursue God. There are some things that are, are, are maybe not bad or sin, but can cause you to be complacent with who God is. And there's some things that God is calling this church, he's calling you and he's calling me to go deeper in, to consecrate ourselves because we move on his word. 
And, and the whole thing is, we can't move unless he speaks. I love how Moses says it. He says, Lord, we will not go up from here unless your, your presence goes with us. Moses understood that without the presence of God, there is nothing. And we as a church, we've decided we don't, we're not just going to grow to be in the success of man and lose in the success of the Father. We're not just going to go forward in, in pursuing the success of what a church looks like or success in what a business should look like or success in what a venue should look like. We're going to go for the heart of the Father because we move on his word. His word is what sustains. His word is what prevails. His word is what we want because his word is what's concrete. Man, we go in that. And Joshua says, consecrate yourselves for tomorrow the Lord will do amazing things among you. Can I put that in this context today? Can I tell you, church, it's time to prepare yourselves for God's about to do amazing things in your life. Can you prepare your heart because God's going to do something amazing in your job. Come on, can you prepare yourself for God's going to do something through you to the next generation. God's going to prepare you to do great things in this city. God's going to prepare you to do great things in your neighborhood. Things that are beyond your thoughts right now. But if you will consecrate yourselves, if you'll lay down some things, if you say, Lord, I want to set myself apart. You know, being holy, God calls us to be holy. And that is just to be set apart, to be set apart for him. In fact, the word righteousness, when he calls us to be righteous like him, is to be caught up in the righteousness of God. Therefore, we're just underneath who he is. It's getting into his presence. It's knowing him and let his word wash over us and let us become more like Jesus, prepare yourself. God's about to do amazing things in this season. And I want, I want to just encourage you not to miss the train, all right? Don't miss this. Don't miss this opportunity for God to use you, to use your talent, to use your ability to love, to use your ability to push past the pain and the, the things you've been through and the, and the inner healing that God has done in you to use it for his glory. Don't miss this opportunity because God wants to use every single one of us. Man, if you're watching this today, I know it's by divine appointment that God is calling you deeper. He's calling you into a space where you only move on his word. You only move when he speaks. And we'll be a church that we decide, hey, we're going to consecrate ourselves so we can hear him more. We're going we're gonna to consecrate and lay some things down so that we're tuned in to hear him. Because every decision that we make is going to be on prayer. It's going to be on a foundation of prayer. He goes on and he says, take up the Ark of the Covenant and pass on ahead of the people. He said, hey, listen, we're going to have the presence of God go first. Because when the presence of God is there, good things happen. When the presence of God goes, goes with us and goes before us, then every flaw that we have gets covered over by the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. How many are thankful for that? And when we move forward and the presence of God goes with us, he said, that's got to go first because that's going to cause the miracle to happen. That's going to cause the new reality that we're stepping into to take place is when God goes first. Man, I wonder what we need to do today to make him first. I wonder what you need to do in your life to make him first, to take off whatever's in first place and put him in that position. And maybe you become first place. Maybe your agenda, your, your schedule, everything that you want to accomplish has become first place. And today, just as a church, we're deciding, hey, we want revival. We believe that God is bringing a revival to this region. It's been prophesied so many times over this area 
that God is going to bring a movement that will shake the nations. In fact, when we came to this city, God spoke a word over this city and said, it will become the standard for the world. I know, maybe some of you say, have you seen Philly lately? Do you know the numbers, the statistics, all the the poverty rate? Do you understand the violence that's happening here? Do you understand all that's going, yes, but I heard God speak. And therefore, we move on his word. Man, I wonder what would happen if you approach life like that and, and looking at every situation and saying, my marriage looks like it's on the rocks, but I heard what God spoke, and so I move on his word. And yes, this is happening with my kids and things are feeling out of balance and out of control, but I'm tuning in. I'm consecrating myself so I can hear the father's heart for what he's speaking over my kids. And I move on his word. And and us as a church, we're we're moving into a season where we're going to move in the things of God. We're going to go deeper in prayer, deeper in worship. Why? Because we want to move on his word, what he's spoken over this city. Others might speak different things, but we're going to choose, church, that we're going to speak life over this city. Come on. We're going to speak life over our neighborhoods. We're going to speak life. When others are giving up, we're speaking life because we've already heard what he said. We already heard the word over this area, and we know that God is doing incredible things, and we're going to be partners with it. And then look at the last part of this this verse. It says, And the Lord said to Joshua, this is his reply, he says, today I will begin to exalt you in the eyes of all Israel so they may know that I am with you. Can I tell you one thing that is my heart for this church is that every person that you bring into this church, every person that comes into an experience leaves encountering God. Not leaves with an encouraging word, not leaves saying, wow, that music was hot, not leave saying, look at this dope merch. Okay, all that stuff, it, it comes with, with it. But they leave saying, I encountered God. Wow, God was with them. But can I tell you, that comes at a cost. And Ashley talked about that. It comes at a cost. It takes those that are set apart, those that take time in his presence, They say, hey, listen, I'm going to take the afternoon. I'm going to take my mornings. I'm going to take my evenings, whatever it looks like. But God, I'm going to take time and I'm going to dig into your heart because I want to know you because I want to move on your word. And I wonder, I wonder when you tune in and you listen in what God is saying over you. I mean, if you really think about it, God, God is knitting you right in the womb and he knows you by, by name and he counts all the hairs and he's obsessed with you. So he's been speaking a word over you your entire life. And it's come out through maybe different people in your life, different situations. You found this church community through what God's spoken over you. He's led you and guided you up to this point. And I wonder if you took a moment before this season, say, Lord, I want to consecrate myself. I want to lean in and listen to what you're speaking. I wonder what confidence it would give you in stepping forward. I wonder what confidence it would give you in taking an approach to the calling differently with a new boldness, a new courageousness to say, Lord, I don't feel like a leader, but Lord, I know what you've spoken, so I step in your word. I don't feel like a good mother right now. I feel like I'm failing at all ends, but Lord, I hear what you're speaking over me, and so I'm gonna be a woman of power. I'm gonna be a woman of faith, and I'm gonna walk in that calling. 
Come on. Some of you say, you know, I, I, I tried and I'm going after being a student, but I'm just, I'm not straight A's and I, I can't keep up with the schedule and maybe I wasn't made for this. Man, can you lean in and listen to what God is speaking over you? He's preparing you. He's getting you ready. And if you'll walk in step with his word, you'll start to walk in preparation for what God wants to do in you. So we approach every decision with hearing the Lord. We will do this in everything that we do as a church. And just so you knew to be confident that everything that we decide will come out of a place of prayer. And we will move with the swiftness of his voice. And when he speaks, we will move confidently. When he doesn't speak, we will wait. We will wait on the Lord until he speaks. But we will always go forward in victory. I want to talk about that. In 1 Samuel chapter 13, I want to talk about this for a sec. Because I believe that there's an approach to moving in his word. It's not just, you know, moving in his word. There's, there's something that we do as his people to really work, walk confidently. I want you to turn to 1 Samuel chapter 13. 1 Samuel chapter 13, and we're going to start in verse 16. This is a story of uh, a battle that's going on. You find uh, Saul and his son Jonathan on the, the lines, the front lines of what's going down, and they're camped uh, around. I want to check out this, this approach that Jonathan has to the battle that's before him and the new season that God is calling him to. We, we start in uh, verse 16. Jonathan and his armor bearer says, Saul and his son Jonathan and the soldiers who were remained made camp at Geba of Benjamin. The Philistines were camped at Michmash. Three squads of raiding parties were regularly sent out from the Philistines' camp. One squadron was assigned to the Ophrah road going towards Sheol country, Another was assigned to the Beth Horon Road. The third took the border road that rimmed the Valley of Hanes. There wasn't a blacksmith to be found anywhere in Israel. The Philistines made sure of that. Lest those Hebrews start making swords and spears, that meant that, meant that the Israelites had to go down among the Philistines to keep their uh, farm tools, plowshare, matlocks, axes, and sickles. Sharp and in good repair, they charged a silver coin for the plowshares and matlocks. And half that for the rest, so that when the battle of Michmash was joined, there wasn't a sword or spear to be found anywhere in Israel, except for Saul and his son Jonathan. They were both well armed. Now I want you to realize this: is that the Lord prepared Jonathan for what was to come. And I want to I want to encourage you with this: that the Lord will never call you to something that He hasn't already prepared you for. And if you'll look and see what God has put in your hand, you'll realize you have everything you need for the next step. You'll have everything you need to walk forward confidently because he has put something in you that you're going to use for this season. Verse 23 says, a patrol of Philistines took up a position at Michmash Pass. Later that day, Jonathan, Saul's son, said to his armor bearer, come on, let's get over to the Philistine garrison patrol on the other side of the pass. But didn't tell his father. Meanwhile, Saul was taking it easy under the pomegranate trees at the fishing floor on the edge of the town of Geba. There were about 600 men with him. Ahijah wearing the priestly ephod. They're also there. Ahijah was the son of Ahitab, brother of Ichabod, son of Phinus. Aren't you so grateful that we've come a long way with naming our children? So it's easier to say. Uh, No one there knew that Jonathan had gone off. In verse 4, chapter 4, sorry, verse 5. We got the pass 
that Jonathan was planning to cross over to Philistine garrison was flanked on either side by sharp rock outcroppings, cliffs named Bozes and Sina. The cliff to the north faced Michmash, and the cliff to the south faced Geba. Check this out, verse 6. Jonathan said to the armor bearer, Come on now, let's go across to these uncircumcised pagans. Maybe God will work for us. There's no rule that says God can only deliver it by using a big army. No one can stop God from saving when he sets his mind to it. Woo! I want you to see how this is positioned because you have the, the army that is encamped and looking to take on new territory. And we have, uh, we have Jonathan who is sitting and, and in relationship with who God is. And his confidence is this. The Lord is victorious and he will fight for us. Now, I want that to get in your spirit because I believe that as we go forward, we always walk in a confidence that the Lord is victorious. There are, there are three things I want us to, to put a part of our approach with the Holy Spirit because I believe that the Holy Spirit is going to empower and encourage as we engage in what he wants to do. But I want to take notice of Jonathan's approach because number one, he always was thinking with victory in mind. He never came at it and said, well, I don't know. Well, I mean, you know, maybe. He said, hey, no, this isn't the only way. The Lord is victorious. Let's go before these uncircumcised fellows, understanding that the Lord's plan is greater than the enemy's plan. Man, there's a plan out for you. There's a plan out for this city. There's a plan out for your children that the enemy has been conscruing, conspiring and, and thinking up and trying to make happen. But can I tell you, the Lord's plan is greater than any plan that could be formed against you. That's why the scripture says, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Does that mean there's no weapon formed against you? Absolutely not. There's a hundred weapons formed against you. There's a hundred thousand weapons formed against me. God, the enemy is not happy that we came into this city. The enemy is not happy that we're plugged into his heart. In fact, the enemy is not happy with this message today. He doesn't like it that we're gonna move on his word. Why? Because the word of God is the strongest power and entity there is. And when the word of God is spoken, all other words fail. And that's why Jonathan said, hey, come with me. Let's go to these uncircumcised fellows. And that day, the circumcision was the time where, where the Lord uh, set apart. And now we have the new covenant where the Lord uh, ripped the veil. So we come into his presence fully. But back then, it was the separation of God's people and, the, and those that weren't of, of God. And Jonathan knew, if I am for the Lord, who can be against me? There's nothing that is possible with my God. And this is how we'll go forward, knowing that if God said it, he can do it. If God spoke that over our city, then we're going to go and love it until it becomes what God has called it. We're going to start speaking life over all those. We're going to move on his word. His word is great. His word is light. His word is wholeness. His word is healing. His word is unity. His word is peace. And we're going to walk on that. As a church, we're going to plug into his heart and speak confidently, knowing that victory is his name. Victory is what we walk in. Victory is a part of our lineage. Victory is who we are. Victory is how we come out because we're always overcomers of the world. He said, I have overcome all things. Come on. And therefore, we stand in that same power that rose Christ from the dead now lives in us. 
How many are ready to walk confidently on his word? Come on, I want to encourage you as we pray together today. I believe that God is going to empower you to walk confidently into this new season. And that we as a church, I want to pray over us that we become that confident in the word. To say, you know what? It's not just by a big army that this can be taken on. No, God can use anything. God can use those who listen, those who are plugged in, those who move on his word. And just like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they honored the governing authorities until it came against who their true honoring was to. You see, Shadrach and Abednego were ordered to bow and that crossed the line. And they understood that we are gonna go confidently into this new season, honoring God's word. What has he spoken over us? What has he spoken over this? And their approach to the king, when the king said, if you don't bow, I'm gonna throw you in the fire furnace. They said, hey, we're, we're going after God. Why? They had a mindset of victory. They understood something, that God will either save us from this fire or this is what he's going to get glory out of. And that's how we have to know that as a church, we're going forward. And no matter what comes our way, we understand that it is for God's glory. He's, he will either save and redeem. He will either heal and restore, or this is for his glory. He's going to do everything according to his plan and mission. And I want to pray for us today that God will give us that boldness. And that this week, as we, we look at starting a revival personally, Ashley talked about the definition of revive on how it's a coming alive of something that was dead, a re- re- reviving. And I believe that over your spirit. I'm believing that over your heart. I'm believing that over your family. I'm believing that over your eyes and your ears, that you'll see and hear differently, that you'll walk confidently in this word. But I want to release that over. If you need a special prayer, would you just, re- just raise your hands up right now where you are? If you're watching with a watch party, would you just grab the the hand of the person next to you. Let's join and lock in to what God wants to do in this time. That as a church, as we walk into the promised land, that we consecrate ourselves. We drop all things that will get in the way of hearing his word because we move on his word. And here's the the greatest thing is that when we unite with others, we unite in their word as well. God has spoken a word over them individually. When you lock hands and you say, walk with me, Come on, walk with me in community. That's when we sharpen each other and we take that word and it starts to add into what we know and are confident in. And then we we are able to do the same for others as we pour courage into. Come on, let's pray right now. God, I thank you for all of those that are online today, those that are, are watching this message, Lord God, by divine appointment. I pray that you would release your spirit and pray that your power would come alive in their lives. That this season, Lord, we would move, not in our own understanding, but we would move in what you're speaking. We would move in what you're doing. Lord God, that you would make us a people who is flowing in the spirit, that we are confident in your word, and that we move on that word, that word of life, that word of peace. And I just speak that over everybody listening today. I speak that word of life over them. I speak that word of life over their families. I speak that word of life over their kids and their marriage, over their workplaces and schools, over their places of of business, Lord God. I just pray right now, I speak that life in Jesus' name. And Lord God, we thank you for the season ahead. We don't take it lightly. We don't take it for granted. We wanna be in sync, in tune. We wanna have personal revival. 
And so, Lord God, I pray for everybody listening today. You would revive their spirits. Revive them, make them come alive, and start a fire that cannot be put out. We love you, Jesus, and we trust you. In your powerful name we pray. Amen. At Change Church, we believe in doing life together. If you want to connect with us, you can visit us online at thisischange.org or any social media platform at thisischangephl. Thanks for joining us and have an amazing week.